week I'm excited to start, um, uh, you know, uh, jump into the third part of our sermon series, triggered that I was bringing attention towards. And uh, in week one, we talked about how Moses in his, made an impulsive decision which costed him his eternal, eternal life. And uh, last week, uh, we also dived into uh, 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 another portion where we, we decided to let it go. And, uh, you know, right after I reached home and during the week, you know, there are people who messaged me about the blessing that word was and some of them who are practicing to let go of the things. It could be you know, somebody who messaged saying, no, no, I want to delete all that chat, which is good, you know, real, you know, uh, uh, past relationships or things that is not necessary in our life. So what is not beneficial for us, it is better to delete it right? Just to get over it, get it away. And, and today I want to talk to you about, uh, uh, is, it, is it on the, the sermon title that for today I want to talk is that I am angry. I am angry. And, and, and then I don't know if you're asking me, my wife also always asks me whenever she sees me upset, moody, I don't talk. I just go back into my office and sits there and she's like, why are you angry? Can you just tell me why you are angry? And she keeps nagging me. Why are you angry? I'm like, give me my space I will be better 15 minutes 20 minutes give me my space I'll be better she's like no I can't give you your space why are you angry you know there are people here who are maybe in the same boat along with me can I have some witnesses or just me you're you're liars come on Sunday morning <laughs> so today 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 I want to bring your attention to us this whole portion in the Bible and 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 I am I am angry. And, you know, being angry is not a bad thing. It's not a sin. You know, sometimes we see that it's a sinful thing. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 to 27, it's a classic verse there. It says, in your anger, do not sin. In other words, anger or being angry is an emotional expression that every individual goes through. No matter you're how young or how old, we have a five-month-old and I know she gets angry when we don't or Josiah wakes her up from her sleep. She is full on in a nap and Josiah comes to just, you know, you know, in Malayalam, they're a chornify, nondify, you know, just comes and wakes her up and she is so angry with that. And I know no matter what age you belong to, no language, no, no, no country you come from, but everybody in life situation, we all get angry. I just want to ask, how many of you have ever been angry? I'm the only one. Oh my God, Lord, they need salvation today. I have a bunch of liars here. We all have been angry in some sort, some part of our life. There are some things that trigger us. There are some things that, you know, makes us totally go off on that moment, in that moment. And there are, there are everybody has that button, you know. You press that, you, you're going to see the true color of that individual. Everybody has that place. Uh, 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 it, it, you, you don't want to mess up in that, in that situation. And, 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 and reading through God's word, you understand from Ephesians chapter 4, is that in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothill. I love how verse 27 adds on to verse 26. It says, do not let the sun, sorry, verse 26. Do not let the sun go down while 
you are still angry. What if, pastor, we fight in the night when the sun is already out? So what it exactly means is, you know, do not stay too long in your anger. And that's where verse 27 kinds of comes as a support verse. It says, if you give too long and you allow, you know, too long in your angered emotions to went out, you know, what happens is you give the devil the foothold. And that's more important. It's not that you got angry in that situation. It's not that, you know, something was made and you don't like it and you reacted in a different way. Instead of responding in that situation, you reacted in a different way. And there's a, there's a, there's a conflict, there's frustration in the house right? Expectations are not met in the relationship. It might be family. It could be, you know, whatever relationship that you are in. It could be organization, company, school. You, the expectations are not met and immediately there is something in you. Those buttons are pressed and you go off completely. You know, but what it means here is you will get angry, but do not sin. How do you sin? If you allow that to stay in longer. There are people, you know, who are angry for four months, five months. You know, brother, sister, how much ever we worship, it doesn't make sense because you're worshiping God in your anger. You have to make right with the people that you have frustrations with. Where your relationship is not working out. Does that make sense? You know, in, in other words, you know, verse 27. If you remain in your anger, what happens? You are giving the devil a, what's the word? A foothold. Oh, that's, that's an interesting verse there. You're giving the devil a foothold. Kids, you're listening to me. There are moments in life as you grow in stages. There are times that you're going to be angry with, with the things, how your family functions. But you have to talk it out. In relationship, in family situations, you know, you have to talk it out. If not, what happens? You sleep over and you, you uh, in your anger moments and situations, you know what happens? You're giving the devil a foothold. And that is an easy access for him to get in and destroy the peace of his, your house. What does the thief come from? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. And that's what happens when you allow the devil to have one foothold. He walks in as a thief to just steal your joy, steal your happiness, steal your peace. What happens? Because you have allowed the devil to have a foothold. And that's why Bible helps us to understand. Do not let the sun go down. In other words, do not let time control you. Or before that, you know, just, 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 just ask for forgiveness and move on. But today, I want to uh, take your attention towards another bigger portion of our ser sermon today. It's from 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1 onwards. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1 onwards. And everybody watching is online too. 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1 onwards and this is how it goes now Naaman was the commander of the army of the king of Aram he was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram he was a valiant soldier but he had Leprosy. Oh, I love this. How the scripture starts here. Listen to me. Now, Naaman was the commander of the army of the king of Aram. Now, this guy, as Bible mentions, he was a great guy, right? He was a great man in the sight of his master, highly regarded because of all the things the Lord has done through him. 
Are you with me? That's very important for us to understand because sometimes the way, you know, in life situation works is we are always trying to do things by our own strength. But understand here in this portion, there is a heathen king. There is somebody that is not the technical term that we may use in a church context. He is not a chosen one. But God is working through this guy to bring victories in and for the kingdom of Aram. He's, a, he's not an Israelite. He's not the chosen son of God. He's not the chosen child of God. Naaman belonged to the king of Aram. And his armies, he was the army commander for the king of Aram. The Bible, you know, in, in the phrases that we see here, it talks to us about he was a, the great, he was a great man. In the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him, the Lord had given victory to Aram. It's interesting, listen, it's just interesting to see how that phrase is because it, 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 it helps us understand it wasn't by him the victory was won, but it was through him. Are you with me? It wasn't with him or it was not by him, but it was through him. And that's something that we have to understand in our life. We are trying to do things in our own merits and understanding and wisdom, which is all good for your talents. But always understand this. If it is not for God on our side, then we are a complete failure. At least COVID-19 is a perfect time to bring out a message like this because man proposes and God disposes. Man had all the, we, everybody in this room, we are all good plans for 2020. We are good plans for all, the, all these months that were passed by. We are in the, the 11th month, another month, we are done with 2020. But even this year reminds us that nothing of our plans work. Ultimately, it is God who decides. And that's where we have to understand. We may go through seasons of despair, these seasons of trial, seasons of, 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 of just being alone and lonely. But understand in those given moments, it is God who is on our side. He and Naaman and in the entire phrase helps us to understand that it was just not because of his merit, but God was working through him. Understand where are the places God is working through you? Some of you here, you might be here as a member of our church, but can I tell you that the greatest calling of each individual here is that you are an evangelist of God Almighty. Hallelujah. There are places that God wants to bring His wonder, shine His light in the dark world. When, there's the, when the world is filled with so much darkness, we sit back and we complain so much darkness. And I come across a lot of people who are expert anointed in complaining. Like that is their title complainer so and so <laughs> but listen there are things and places God has placed you in the intention that your light the light of his grace the light of his mercy the light of his knowledge the light of salvation will shine in the darkened environment where you are being placed so that he can work through you. Friends here, no matter what age you are in right now, but God wants to work through you. Can you become the channel of His mercy? Can you become, especially during this time when our nation is divided in, in based with uh, the, the political situation, can we become the church, become the light of His grace that shines in our community, the light of His mercy and His love and His kindness that shines? We need to. 
Because it is through us. God can work. And that's the story of Naaman here. But as we read through that portion, we understand he was great. Right? It helps us understand he was great man in God's sight. Wonderful man. All of us here, we're all great people in the sight of his master, highly regarded because of the things he has done, because of the things uh, 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 he has accomplished. And that's what happens. You know, he was great in life situation, but depending on the, the kind of people where we meet them, we get acquainted by uh, their victories rather than their vulnerabilities. There are vulnerable moments in everybody's life. We see them in a place or she see is singing beautifully. So much good. It is so wonderful to have such and such person leading. But can I tell you, everybody has a vulnerable part, vulnerable area. A leader that you see has a vulnerable place in life. We are acquainted with people because in where we see them actually. In what situation and scenario we see them and that's where we get acquainted with their victories and not with their vulnerabilities. And that's where I want to talk and bring your attention to us. In the story here, and it helps us to understand that he was a great man in the sight of his master for the things God did through him. Right? He was a valiant soldier. But verse 1 ends with something. But he had leprosy. But he had leprosy. I am sure everybody is seated in this room right now. You all look so handsome. People watching me online. I can't see you. But you can see me. And, 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 and I look good. Okay. <laughs> but people here are seated. And no matter where you are joining in. You know, this is how it goes. Right. I know that everybody in this room. Everybody has one head. One neck. Two hands. Two legs. Two eyes. Two ears. One nose. But everybody has one butt. Look at the silence. Everybody has one butt. And everybody has covered up. It's like a Holy Spirit whisper in this place. Everybody has covered up. You don't want anybody to see certain parts of our life. Here in the story, you come across understanding. Naaman was a soldier. A commander in chief. A commander for the, the army of Aaron. He has he is accomplished great victories. Won great battles. But in the battleground, people see him as a soldier who is wearing the armor all the time. He's wearing a mask, a covering all the time. Nobody sees his leprosy. Are you with me? He's covered up and sometimes there are a lot of people, Christians, that know exactly how to cover up situations. We don't want things to be exposed in our life and that's the first point I want to share in the scripture here is that life will oftentimes, the word of God will oftentimes, in the light of God's word, situations in our life will be exposed. And when God exposes those situations, it's not to disgrace you. It's not to put you down. It's not to shame you. But my friends, it is just to bring a wholesome healing in your life in that situation. Martha and Mary are crying for their dead brother who is buried, who is in the, in the tomb for four days. Jesus can work only if you can roll the stone away. Yes, of course, there is a stench. Body is, you know, decaying. Um, 
could be maggots all around. It's not a good side. It's not a pleasant place to be in. But Jesus can work only if, you know, the, 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 the stone, the hindrance, the covering is moved away so that there is a close contact within the presence of all. Sometimes in life situation, God will expose those areas of our life, those sinful practices of our life so that every leprosy that comes as a hindrance to the presence of God Almighty, He just wants to give you a complete wholesome victory. Hallelujah. He wears his armor. He's a valiant soldier. Look at how the, the, <clears throat> look at how the scripture helps us to understand here. He's a valiant soldier. He's a powerful man. He's a great man. He has everything that he needs. He's one of the best in Aram. He's the one of the most respectful men in the whole nation. But, and I know everybody has that but in our life. I hope I'm making sense here. Everybody has that but. You know, we are so good outside. We're so wonderful outside. We're so wonderful in the presence of people. We can come here, sing those two songs, lift our hands up and do a good Anyabasha Aradhana. Speak in tongues for hours and pray. All that is good, my friends, but only God. And in other words, God will intentionally bring people in your close contacts, the first person that I would want to bring your attention to us is that when you get married, when you get married, right? People who are married here also. But when you get married, when you are looking for a relationship, find a person who will push you to make you a better Christian. Find a person who will push you and who will make you a better child of God. Wife, help the husband. Husband, help the wife. And together now they build a, 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 a home for the children to grow. And then together you push each other to grow in the perfect image of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Are you with me? Because in the closed quarters of our life, it is these closed people that who actually know you. In the closed corners of life, it is actually these people that God has brought in your life that knows you. And you need to very prayerfully find that person that pushes you to become a better child of God. Not to make you wealthy, not to make your Instagram pictures all fired up, not to have good school Snapchat stories. More than anything else we gather, accomplish in our life, find somebody who loves Jesus passionately and who will help you to grow in the perfect image of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Am I making sense here? Who will help us grow in the perfect image of Jesus Christ. And that's what we see here. You know, there are people God will bring in the close corners of our life. Who knows our vulnerable moments. Who knows our weaknesses. Hallelujah. Some wives are really good. They know the weaknesses of their husbands. And the, they know that moment when the husband can totally go off in that situation. You know, uh, his, his anger buttons are clicked. Wife can play an indicator where she knows that, you know what, I don't want my husband to look like a fool. Husbands play that role. 
I don't want my wife to look like a fool. I don't want my, my partner to, to be exposed in areas in, in the public where uh, 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 they are shamed. But I can help them up in the closed quarters of life because God has intentionally brought people together so that we ultimately can become one in Jesus Christ. Are you, is that true? Let's look into it. The first thing that I made, uh, uh, brought my point to is exposure. Nobody likes to be exposed in life. Your secret moments, your lonely moments, you're, you, you're alone and the things that we sometimes do. We can all worship here, but your DMs are nasty. We don't want to be exposed. We can all worship God and sing songs and worship Him, but there are moments in our life, there are seasons in our life when we go through the deepest messiest nobody wants to be exposed in those areas oh I'm, I'm talking to you my friend today we don't want to be exposed in areas but listen when you read God's word when you read God's word don't just skim through the pages don't just skim through the pages just to see okay this is another story that I'm reading no but each of God's word is a fresh breath of air that hits the face of your life life and then will bring you to the reality of where you are a sinner and you can kneel down at the presence of God and ask Lord I am sorry maybe God wants to expose those situations in our life so that he can clean it out what good is, is, is a, a, a savior that does not clean us? He doesn't save us. A savior who saves us. He cleans us out inside, inside out. Nobody likes to be exposed. We like to keep everything that has happened in our life, our mistakes, hidden. And that's what I want to bring your attention to us. Don't open up to everybody. Don't open up to everybody that you see. There are people God will bring in your life. I am thankful as a minister of God's word in the last many years. There are people who have opened up their life struggle and story. And it will grow. It will go to the grave with me. As I stand here. But I am here to help people who are going through those most decaying moments of their life. The messiest moments of their life. As a, as a pastor in charge, I'm so privileged that there are areas where I can show the light in somebody's life and there are people around me that can show the light of His grace in my life. So that when things are exposed, you know, we need to take care of it. Listen, 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 2 and 3. This is how it goes. Now the bands of uh, uh, raiders from Aram had gone out and taken a captive young girl from Israel. And she served in Naaman's, uh, uh, she served Naaman's wife. She said to her mistress, so maybe, you know, Naaman was changing his clothes or changing his armor. And that's when the, the servant girl saw uh, uh, her master and saw that there's, there are areas where he had leprosy. There are areas where he is exposed now. In those moments, you know, the, the servant girl approached the mistress. I'm, I'm glad the way, you know, the story helps us understand the, the different steps involved here. The servant girl approaches the mistress if only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria he would cure him of his 
leprosy. Listen, 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 4. Naaman now went to his master, to the wife, mistress comes and tells Naaman, Naaman's wife comes and tells Naaman that, you know what, the servant girl has gave us a, a, a place, a doctor, a prophet that you can go and treat yourself. You will be cured. And Naaman is so excited. He goes to his master and tells him that the girl from Israel had, had communicated. Verse 4 that I read now becomes really important in our life only if we want to change. It is one thing to be exposed. It is one thing to know our flaws. It is one thing to know our mistake. Right? And it's another thing to own it and deliberately make moves to change it. There are people who know what you're doing. There are people who know where you have gone wrong. There are people, you, you, we know where you have gone astray. It's one thing to know and it's another very important thing to make sure that you make a deliberate change in your life. And that's where verse 4 helps us understand. Naaman went to his master. He can go without asking the permission of his king. And as I mentioned, he's not an Israelite. He's a heathen king serving a heathen king. And Naaman goes to his king to ask that, Lord, master, the, 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 lay, the girl in our house, you know, tells me that there is a prophet in Samaria where I can go and get cured. What had helped me understand here is, Naaman was exposed of his leprosy. And now when he knows his condition, he wants to get cured. Are you with me, church? Am I making sense here? When you know your life's condition, do you get to a point to understand, Lord, can you cure me of this place? Can you cure me of what I'm going through? Can you cure my family, Lord? Because ultimately, your healing is found only in Jesus and nowhere else. Are you with me, church? Ultimately, your salvation is found in Jesus, the maker of heaven and earth, and nobody else can save you other than Jesus. Hallelujah. When we go through the deepest struggles of our life, when life is exposed, when those sinful practices and, and, and thoughts and that, that has come into our life is exposed, do you, are, or are you willing to change? If not, you will remain in that place with that leprosy and that will stink. Your relationships will stink. Your life will stink. And there's going to be a big stench all around wherever you go. But God today wants to heal you. And of course, here in this terms, in this story, it is a, it is a, it's a disease, leprosy that we, you see that we mentioned here. But in through God's word, leprosy talks about the sin and sinful practices. Today I'm asking our church and everybody listening to me, are you willing to obey God's word? Even if he speaks through something that seems smaller in your life. And that's very important as we understand. Older parents, sometimes your children might talk to you something where they will bring God's word into your life. Are you with me? And so some people who may be asking, does God speak? Yes, He speaks. Have you read, the God, have you read God's word? If your Bible is shut, don't ask that question, does God speak? He's speaking all the time. He's talking to us. Prayer is not a monologue, but it's a dialogue. You pray and you wait for God to talk back to you. And that's why you see here, are you willing to obey God? Even if 
He is speaking to you something that is very ordinary. And in God's word throughout cover to cover when you read, God has used ordinary people. Do I have somebody here who thinks that you're very ordinary? There is no good thing that can happen to you. In your life and around your life. Thank you. You are in the champions list of many others who have survived in God's word. They were all ordinary people, but God used them. The last time I checked, David was not even the list of his father when, Saul, when, when Samuel came to ask for all your children. He was the last one, the forgotten one, but God's eyes were on the one and he called David to be the king of Israel. God calls the ordinary people. How ordinary are you? Don't come to God showing how good you are. If you're ordinary and simple and you say, God, I don't think I can do it. He says, you will by my power. You have no clue what God can do through you. Naaman was not even saved to be called as the child of God. But God did good things through him. There was something in Naaman that was allowing the presence of God to work through him. Are you with me? Are you with me? We see people and we judge them. Oh no, I don't think this person can do it. I don't think that person can do it. You have no idea. Brother, sister, you have no idea what God can do through you. If you're watching me online, you have no idea what God can do through your life. He uses ordinary people in through God's word. He uses ordinary people. Uses ordinary. I have come across a lot of ministers, pastors who doesn't, know how to communicate but I also see the reward of their ministry in the number of souls added to God's kingdom. I was talking to a pastoral friend of mine who worked in the tribal villages, tribal villages and especially during this corona COVID time it's been a challenge for him to work so doesn't have all the resources but he's always available. He's always willing. He's weak but he's always willing. Doesn't have a team but he's always willing. And I'm happy to, to see the number of people baptized and added to God's kingdom. You might be ordinary seated here. You think that I can't do it. There's no good thing that could come through my life. But brother, sister, God can use you. Are you available for him? Now the big question here that I asked you was, are you willing to obey God? In God's word, God spoke to, uh, uh, to people through you know, animals to a donkey. God spoke to his people through the whale, through a worm, right? We see how God has spoken to his people through what we see as, as objects or as animals or creatures that cannot communicate. But God has used those things to talk to his people. But sometimes when it is, it is actually people who are flesh and blood come and talk to us, things to correct us, we just nullify that. We don't take it at all. And we always associate them with their past and we think like they can't do it. Oh, she cannot. She's just a young kid. She cannot. And Naaman was obedient enough, right? You see, she was just a servant girl. Just a servant girl. But he was willing to hear from the servant girl. Your decisions must always come from your obedience to God's word and what you're willing to do. 
Second Kings chapter 5, verse 5 to 6. As we go deeper into that scriptures, you see, by all means, the king said, the king of Aram replied, I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him 10 talents of silver, 6,000 shekels of gold, 10 sets of clothing. In all that, it is almost equivalent to $75,000. And the letter that he took to the king of Israel read, with this letter, I am sending my servant Naaman to you so that you may cure him of his leprosy. Do you see the portion how it goes here? So the king of Aram, right? Naaman goes to his master, but his master sends him to the, the king of Israel, the king of Samaria here, and says that the king of Samaria can heal you of your leprosy. Second Kings chapter 5, verse 7 and 8. As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes. Have people ever come to you uh, for things to accomplish, to do, which was much below your pay grade? The, the, the king of, 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 of Israel is asking this question here. Listen to this. He tore his robes and said, am I God? Can, can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he is trying to pick a quarrel with me. See how he's trying to fight with me. Now this is what I want to bring your attention to. So the second point is that oftentimes God will bring situations of experience in our life. And what we usually do is we can't win every battle with the same strategy. We can't win every battle with the same experience. There are going to be new situations in our life. New moments in our life. And this is how it goes. The king of Israel read the letter. He tore the rope saying that how can I do it? Can I cure? Can I kill and bring back to life? Can I heal? All the king of Israel had to do was to direct him to the right person. But what he did was he tore his king's clothes. Number one, tearing your robes as the king was a big disrespect to the presence of God in the Old Testament. Tearing your robe as a king was showing to the whole, uh, 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 your, your group, your people, was that you have failed as a king. You have failed as a king. And that's why you see here, when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent his message. Why have you torn your robes? Have you, have the man come to me and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. There is a prophet in Israel. Second thing that I want to mention here is direct your needs to the right channel, the right person. In through your experiences. Naaman's miracle cannot come from the king. Naaman's miracle comes from the, the prophet in Israel. When the, the girl, the young girl communicated this message, only if you can go to Samaria, that's where your miracle is. You don't go to the king, you go to the prophet in Samaria. Are you with me, church? Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Second Kings chapter 5, as we read through that entire portion, verse 9 to 12, with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger to him to say, go wash seven times in Jordan 
and your flesh will be restored and you will be cleansed. But Naaman, listen, but Naaman went away angry. And that's where I wanted to talk to you about. When life does not go the way you planned and you expected, we get frustrated. When expectations are not met in the relationship, in, 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 in places where you work or you deal, you get frustrated and which leads to anger. You stay in that for too long, leads you to further sinful desires and ways and practices. Are you with me here? But Naaman went away angry. And it's as, this is how it goes. I thought that he would surely come out. This is the expectation. I thought he will, that's the third point I want to share, the expectation. I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call the name of the Lord God, wave his hand over me and cure me of my leprosy. Are not the Abana and Farper, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the, the waters in Israel? The waters in Israel, you, you asked me to come to this place. I, do, don't we have good rivers back in, in, in the place that we are at? Are you with me? Now, this is, this is what I have understood. The way to your miracle is your obedience. The way to your deliverance is your obedience. The way to your breakthrough is your obedience. Right? But what happens as men, as, as people, we all have the issues of pride. The issues of pride. My land is so good. My place is so better. My area of influence. The issues of pride. Are not the waters where I come from. The, the best in its class is the best. The waters in Israel. You want me to go to the, the muddy waters of Jordan? The muddy waters of Israel? If this is how you say the healing would have, can I not stay in my own place and you just send a word? You didn't even come to see me. You know, you know how there are triggering moments in life when you, I, I still remember this experience. You know, once uh, this auntie never talked to me after that. The reason is because, uh, 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 you know, it was when I was a young kid, our you know, mom's cousin and uh, somehow when she came home, when she came home, I, I didn't see her. And I didn't, I didn't see her, so I did not say hello to her. And because I didn't say hello to her, she had a grudge against us. But later after six years, it took six years. We didn't know. It took six years. We got to know the issue. That's like, I didn't even know. I was a kid and I'm like six years older from that stage. I'm like, we didn't even know. Here, Elisha or Naaman is holding a grudge because he thought, you know what? I am the commander. I am the in charge. I'm the chief. I thought Elisha would come and, uh, and, 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 and would wave his hand, would pray over me, would call upon the name of your God and bring healing. You know what? We have expectations of how our miracle should be. And that expectation sometimes leads us to, you know what? I'm going to be 21 days of fasting and prayer because I know that my fasting and prayer will somehow twist the hands of God. Actually, fasting and prayer is not to twist the hands of God to get what you need. And oftentimes, our, pray our prayers to God is always to send out our resumes to God. 
We want to make prayers and just want God to co-sign it. That's all we do. God, this is what I want. Can you please co-sign it? But sometimes God will break your, your pride before your miracle. Let this be a season for the 2020 as we are uh, uh, finishing up, wrapping up in, in, in a month's time, in two months time, the first week of November as we gather together in the presence of God. There is pride issues in our life. There are prideful areas in our life. I love God. God, I just want you to take that away. My leprosy is of no good. I just want you to take that away. You know what you see in, 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 in the expectation, the list of expectation. The king had an expectation. The, uh, the Naaman had an expectation. Elisha had an expectation. Right? How things go. And Elisha said, you know what? You go dip yourself in the river seven times. He's so angry and he's so mad and he goes. And that's when the servant of Elisha goes behind to let him know, you know what? If my master had told you, and that's all there in the scriptures, let me just go real quick. If, if my master had told you to do something harder, wouldn't you have done it? If my master had told you to do something that was really hard for you to do, this is just easy. It's just an easy walk. It's just simple. Sometimes in life, our pride will not allow us to do even the simplest thing that we could do in life. What are the simplest things that we could do? If there are areas of unforgiveness in our life, all it takes is invite that brother, sister, family, gather them up for a cup of coffee and you can sort things out. But we hold on to things. We live in those moments in life. And somehow we want a breakthrough. Somehow we want a miracle to come through. It doesn't happen unless you get rid of your pride. Reading through the entire story here. I'm like, God, you're so wonderful. There are simplest things, small little things. Simple, small little things. That you, you can acknowledge today. And people listening to me on this platform, if you can acknowledge that today, I pray God will bring a breakthrough deliverance in our life. There is expectation. You know what? Today, towards the end, can we all rise up in God's house as we all stand up? Just want to bring your thoughts here. Gather your thoughts together. This is how it goes. Naaman went to the lake, to the river, and he dips himself. He's now willing to do it. Now he goes in one time. He comes out. He sees himself. He checks himself out. He asks all his people. Am I cured? Am I healed here? Like no. Now you're not. He might have thought. You know what? Every time he dips. Some parts of his life will be cured. But it did not happen that way. He had to go through one he had to go through the second time he checked himself nothing happened third time he checked himself nothing happened fourth time he checked with him checked himself nothing happened he goes down to five and to six but on the seventh time because he was consistent in doing obeying the word of god almighty the seventh time he dipped and came
came outside. Bible helps us to understand Naaman was healed of his leprosy. My friends gathered in this space today. Only if you can obey God's word, only if you can do what he has asked you to do, you will have your breakthrough today. Sometimes we have our list of expectations that we bring. But we fail to obey his instructions because of our expectation. Understand this. The attitude of expectancy is the breeding ground for miracles to happen. An attitude of expectancy. But it should be always postured in the way that God has instructed in our life. Are you with me church? Can we all close our eyes? Look to the Lord today. Ask the Lord. Lord break my prideful areas. Prideful issues. Lord we all have that but in our life. We are a good man. A good man in the society. In the community. But I do have a but in my life. That father that I don't want to expose it. I don't want people to see that sinful ways. The sinful practices. Those areas where it is stench, there's stench around me. But today, I am declaring healing in the name of Jesus. Ask for forgiveness. Ask the Lord to work in our life. And people joining us, all those people online too, ask the Lord. This is the moment where you can ask, Lord, I need healing in my life. This moment, don't take, for, don't take it for granted. Young kids, older people, gather in this space, space here. Don't take it for granted. Just ask the Lord, I need a healing today. I need the heaven's touch in my life. Before 2020 ends, I want to set things in the right way, oh Lord. I want to walk into 2021 with the grace of yours, the mercy of yours, the peace of yours and I pray in the name of Jesus Father I thank you for what you're about to do